Welcome to another episode on the Self-Care with Busi podcast. My name is Busi and on today's episode I am talking about hair as a black woman. What brought this episode up, what made me want to talk about it is a video I saw on YouTube that made me think about my own hair as a black woman. So I saw a video on YouTube on a channel called Mayoa's World and the video title is I went viral and the natural hair community dragged me. So what this lady basically is sharing is an experience where she saw a tweet where they were talking about natural hair, what natural hair looks like and specifically 4C type of natural hair. I know with a lot of people who are black that probably has been a topic of discussion if you have your natural hair and you want to know what type of hair do you have there's all of these different grades there's 3a 3b 3c 4a 4a 4b 4c and they were talking and sharing pictures basically of what 4c hair looked like and she shared her own hair she shared pictures of her own hair and she said on that picture this is how natural hair looks. So she has really, really thick kind of um, hair and she has locks like on her hair. She has locks on her hair. And somehow this picture of hers ends up being posted on Instagram by another account that is a natural hair account, an account that posts natural hair and they posted her picture without her consent without her permission and they just put up a a description under the picture that said i think it said comments or something of the sort i'd really encourage you to go and watch the video on her channel my yoga's world and the title of the video as i mentioned is i went viral and the natural hair community dragged me so naturally people are going to start commenting People are going to start commenting. It's a very big platform. I can't remember now how many followers that page has, but I think it was in the hundreds of thousands of followers. And the comments on that post were really not very positive comments. A lot of people were just saying, oh, her hair is... And this is now from screenshots because that page went on to delete the post. The page went on to delete the post once she found out that they posted her picture on there and her community was going on to that page to comment on that particular picture, basically defending their girl. So people who are commenting on that page, the majority of them are going on about how her hair is not 4C and how there needs to be an entirely different category that is made up for her hair because her hair is so thick. And it should be like 4Z and not 4C. And there were just a lot of negative comments where she shares how they were saying things like her hair looks dirty and the, the look just it's very unkept. And it's a very, very common thing to hear about a certain type of black people's hair. Even the fact that she has locks, I think it adds to all of the stereotypes and connotations that people always add to certain types of hair. And I remember when I was growing up, there was a point where I wanted dreadlocks. 
I wanted dreadlocks, but my mom was just like, there's no way you're getting dreadlocks. My hair when I was growing up was relaxed. So chemicals were used on my hair for the longest time until I got to university and I decided that I'm basically chopping my hair off and I'm just growing it without putting any harsh chemicals to make it straight. And my mom was just like, nope you're not getting any dreadlocks and this was when I was still in high school and her reasons for it was people who have dreadlocks generally they drop out of school they are dirty they unkept um that's the 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 connotation basically around it she was saying people are going to think that maybe I use drugs or I'm just not a good child because I have dreadlocks and dreadlocks have all of these negative things around them regardless of who has them or how they are keeping those dreads so for the longest time I never had dreadlocks and I only got to actually get dreadlocks I had my first child already. I think he was around a year old and I was in university and that's when I was like I still want these dreadlocks but as much older as I was I still felt the need to go ask for my mom's permission. Like I I want to get dreadlocks. I really really love this type of hairstyle and I'm not going to start smoking drugs. I'm not going to start doing any crazy things. I'm st- still going to keep myself clean and my hair clean and all of the things but I just really really want this type of hair and she was like okay it's okay you can get dreadlocks if you really want them that much and I had dreadlocks for six years before I cut them I cut them in 2019 when I moved to Canada and the reason why I cut them was because my hair is just not the kind of hair that locks with getting twisted. So if you go get your hair twisted, it just doesn't lock. It doesn't lock. And for the longest time, my hair wasn't locking. Every time I'd get it washed, it would just become basically that soft afro that I have. And I'm like, I have no idea. Like, I really want these dreads. And then I found out that there's a technique that they can use on my hair to lock my hair instantly. So they take a crochet needle and it's basically, I guess, damaging your hair to a certain extent if you really think about what they're doing. But they lock your hair by using that crochet needle in a certain... They use a certain technique that locks the hair immediately regardless of the type of hair that you have. And that's how I was able to lock my dreadlocks and how I was able to maintain them, like keep them locked if I wouldn't do that and I just did that twist method every single time I would wash my hair it just the part that has not been crocheted like no crochet needle was used on it it would basically just be my hair and nothing else would happen to it so that struggle of going through finding somebody who can crochet my hair in Canada and the costs that would be associated with it because just braiding your hair in Canada is crazy the cost of it are crazy and I just thought I'm still new in the country there's so many things that we're still trying to figure out my hair is not going to be one of the things that I'm stressing myself out with so I had them I think it was around six months and after six months I'm like okay this is a pretty you know it's a pretty large afro like the portion that wasn't locking because now I was only twisting I was twisting it myself I had taken all of my Jabu Stone products with me but it wasn't working so this girl that I mentioned who made me think about my own 
natural hair and the way that I think about it. She has dreadlocks and her picture ended up on a natural hair page on Instagram where she basically, yeah, as she put it in her title, she got dragged by what is called the natural hair community. And you ask yourself, where is somebody supposed to turn? If there's a community that says, hey, we're here for every single person of color, black and brown people with their natural hair. But here is somebody who has hair that grows out of their scalp a certain way. But that same community is just saying, oh, you you need your own corner. You need your own corner. And the other thing that she highlights on that page was the fact that that picture of her that they posted if you scrolled through her hair texture was the only type of hair texture that looked like that they had those very loose curls type of black hair and they also had people who had lighter skin you're black but you're fairer in complexion so she has a dark complexion and there weren't people that looked like her on that page and she was basically getting dragged by a community that calls themselves the natural hair community. And looking at that and that page and all of the posts that they had on that page and the kind of comments that she got from people who followed that page when they posted her picture and they posted the picture without her permission, it made me think how much I just wish I had different hair. I wish I had different hair and the kind of hair that I always describe as my most ideal hair. It's like on two opposite sides of the spectrum. So the one side is like super, super coarse, strong and full hair that would very easily make the most gorgeous of dreadlocks because I really love dreadlocks. And I think that's why I love putting on faux locks. It's the closest thing I can get to dreadlocks on my hair. So it's that side of the spectrum. And if I'm not on that side of the spectrum, I really would love to have just that super big puffy type of hair that's super curly, that has that loose curl. And I thought to myself, where does the loose curl love come from? The thick hair type I know comes from me wanting dreadlocks and just loving dreadlocks and knowing that the way my hair is, it just doesn't make sense unless I know someone that I can go to and I'm sure that I'm going to have somebody who's going to help my hair lock. It's just, it's not something that works for my hair. But the other side of the spectrum, I look at all of the things that are pushed to us through mainstream media and I'm like, this is basically the picture or the poster for what natural black hair should look like. And you look at all of the products that are usually on the market towards black people and or black women rather and their hair. And it's things that are there to try and make your hair look curlier, make it look curlier, make it, you know, look a certain way. And this is how black hair looks and one of the things I will say I really love about the internet is how much it exposes us to more people that actually look like us because there's platforms like Instagram you mean you're gonna get things on all sides of the spectrum right but if we only relied on mainstream media we would still largely only be seeing a certain kind of hair as the most represented type of natural black hair for black women 
And the internet just exposes us to a whole host of other types of people that might have hair that looks just like ours. But when you look at the mainstream side of things, and one of the things that I'm still like, I can't, I actually can believe it to some extent, but much like a whole host of other things that people will tell you to go Google and then go look at the pictures, if you Google natural hair, just natural hair on Google, and you go to the the pictures, the images section, and you look at the pictures there, they have majority of that big hair, that big curly hair as the natural hair look. And that's the hair that I always thought, ooh, I would be so in love with my own hair if I had this kind of hair naturally. And why is that? I've grown up in a society where I don't get to really see somebody who has my kind of hair. We don't see it. As much as we talk about having representation and we're looking at different types of body shapes and brands are trying to get more and more inclusive it is also happening in the hair side of the world and I'm happy there are such things as the crown act that exist and I'd love to see that be something that's honestly very universal and global and not just in certain parts of the world but we have to start somewhere right That page is one of those pages where you go on there and they say natural hair and you see all kinds of natural hair. You will find hair that looks like your type of hair on there. But that video that I saw on YouTube, it made me really rethink and relook my own relationship with my natural hair. I'm constantly trying to make it look a certain way. And don't get me wrong. I don't think there's anything wrong with adding extensions. Maybe you want a bigger afro today. Maybe you want locks. You want braids. Whatever you want to do to your hair. It's your hair. Do you. But where I do have an issue or a challenge on my part specifically is when I can't embrace my own hair as it is. I feel like I have to do something to it for it to be pretty, for it to be presentable, for it to be worthy of maybe, I don't know, even taking a picture of. And it's the craziest thing. And I'm so happy that there are a number of platforms that exist today where people, everyday people, normal everyday people, not somebody who is basically shoved down our throats because some brand has the money to pay for the ads and you get to see that image all over the place but we're living in a world where we get to to a certain extent choose what we want to see i know with the algorithms and all of the things that exist in the social media space and the internet in general you are more likely going to get pushed the kind of content that you consume more. So chances of you getting exposed to different kinds of things, I don't know, like it might happen by chance for whatever reason, something is pushed to you and it's something that you're not really or you haven't really been looking into, but you would be interested in. But the avenue being there, that space being there for us to be able to see listen to and learn from people, everyday people. 
I think is such a huge shift because I have never looked at my own hair in the way that I'm looking at it now. I've never thought of my own hair, the way that it grows out of my scalp. I've never thought of it the way that I'm looking at it now. And I literally sat and I looked at my hair and I'm like, why have I been placing all of these expectations and I only think, oh, maybe if I let it grow a little longer, I'll get to enjoy my hair a bit more. It's really beautiful and gorgeous where it is. And I'm saying that from a place that is such a fresh realization on my part. I mean, I've had times where I have my natural hair. Maybe it's short. It's been shorter. But there's definitely been times where I've looked at my own hair and I thought, I don't like what I see in the mirror because it's supposed to look another way. And I'm realizing now that that other way and expectations that I was placing was because of all of the other things that are thrown in my face every single day. That this is the kind of hair that is pretty. This is the kind of hair that is more beautiful. If you have natural hair, if your hair doesn't look like this, then it's not it, sis. Like you need to do something with it. You need to change something with it. Go get extensions or I don't know, do a whole bunch of things in it. So my hope in recording this episode about hair as a black woman is that whoever you are, if you're listening to this episode and you got to this point, you start thinking about the hair of a black woman in a different way. Maybe you start viewing things in a different way. There's so many spaces and so many things that can be spoken about when it comes to black women hair, especially in the corporate space. There's so many hairstyles for the longest time that haven't been looked at as super professional type of hair. And at some point, at some point, I know if you went to Google and you searched professional hair, you wouldn't really see anything that looked the way that black people's hair looks naturally. And I don't know if that's something that has changed. I'm just going to quickly Google it because I am honestly very curious. Hmm. Okay, so professional hairstyles, the search on Google is still very largely white women. Let me just say unprofessional yeah, now you see more collages like they are white women. And from what I'm seeing, it's white women who have kind of done hairstyles that almost look like what a black person would do to their hair. Yeah, but there's more black people on it. Anyway, I guess it's those things that are not going to it's things that are not going to change over time. And there's been a lot of things that have happened in the history of black people to get us to a point where talking about hair and how people's hair grows out of their skull, how that is even a topic for discussion. When you think about it, it's so crazy. It is the craziest thing ever that we have to have dialogues about how a person's hair grows out of their skull. We don't sit and judge and talk about trees and say, oh, but did you see the apple tree? Like, why did it have to sprout in that way? Why did the seeds have to sprout in that way? Why did the tree have to grow out of the ground in that way? We don't have those conversations. 
But when it comes to people, and I know people are not trees, people are not, we're not plants, but it's just ludicrous to think that we still have to have conversations in this day and age where somebody can get dragged, somebody can be made to cry. This girl shared that she literally cried when she was getting dragged on social media for the way that her hair grows naturally out of her head. At this point, I think we do need to be asking or demanding rather for more from the brands that exist in this world, from anyone who is creating anything, which is a space that people can go into and interact. It can't be okay that somebody has to be put down for something that they really can't change. They can't change it. It's the way they are. And whoever decided that the way they look and they just are naturally is not okay, that probably needs to be more the topic of discussion. Why is there this thought? Why is there this stereotype? Why is there this preconceived idea? And how do we go about just busting it, busting it? And it's going to take each and every person who does realize that there are problems. There are problems. If there are people in this world who can live and they just get attacked just purely for being themselves and not changing themselves to look another way and they just get attacked purely because of that, there's something really wrong fundamentally with the way that the world works and the way that things currently are. I would really be interested in hearing any story, anything that you would like to share about your own hair if you are a black woman or a person of color and you've had things with your hair. It might be things that you never even thought of or realized until you saw something or you read something or you heard something somewhere and it made you think about your own hair and how you haven't even given it a chance because there are people out there in the world with super big budgets that are just hell-bent on telling you that you as you are, you're not enough and you need all of these other external things just to validate you as a person who looks presentable or who looks good or who looks beautiful, whatever, whatever it is. I'd love to hear your story. I would love to hear how you're moving ahead and journeying through certain things that I don't even, I don't think they should even be conversations or topics in 2021. But here we are. Here I am and here you are listening to this episode because you saw the title and something in it made you want to listen all the way through to this point. So I'd love to hear your thoughts. I'd love to hear any experiences. Thank you so much for listening. And if this is an episode that you thought maybe sparked something in you and you want to have these discussions with other people in your lives, do share the episode with them. Do share the video on my Yoa's world on YouTube. Share it with them. Watch it. Have discussions. And let's get the needle moving in the right direction by real everyday people. 
and not the big brands that try day in and day out to tell us what we need to look like from a very young age at that. Thank you for listening. I will be with you in the next episode. Please don't forget to subscribe to my podcast and give it a rating on Apple Podcasts.